Hey, this is Ron. Since I haven't recorded in a, a podcast in so long, I thought what I might do is go back and rerun one of my older podcasts, which gave some of the history of my running. So I'm going to play you uh, Lost Trail Runner 2, episode number 2, which is called History. And I believe I originally recorded it in probably 2011 sometime. So I hope you enjoy it. This is a Lost Trail Runner 2 podcast, and this is episode 2. second episode of my uh, new podcast I thought maybe I'd go into some of my history and let you know who I am if you're a new subscriber and even if you're an old subscriber that switched over from my Lost Trail Runner podcast you may or may not know a whole lot about me just listen to my droning voice that will put you to sleep I've been running for probably uh, close to 40 years now, so you can see by that alone that I'm probably older than most of you. Uh, Not all of you, but most of you. And I have gone through different um, lives in running, if you want to call that. Uh, I don't know. I started out in Orlando, Florida back in 1972 and I was kind of on and off again running I was trying to get into it but I wasn't real consistent if you'll notice that that year, 72 was uh, when Frank Shorter won the uh, gold medal in the marathon and uh, Lossie Viren I think won maybe the 5k 10k, I don't know and I think he came in third in the marathon. I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, all that stuff inspired me. I had been inspired, been inspired previously, but that got me all wound up again, wanting to run. And uh, I started, and then I stopped. I had fits and starts. I bought a couple of books. I bought Jogging by Bill Bowerman, and I bought uh, Aerobics by Kenneth Cooper. And I started counting aerobic points and and using Cooper's plan basically to uh, get moving, which at the time his first book was uh, run one mile five days a week to start out. And it had a time goal to reach at the end of each week. And if you didn't reach that time goal, then you repeated that week. And that was a good basic program for me to start. Uh, I didn't have any aspirations of running races I don't think there were that many races around back then and uh, so I kind of off and on did that but in 1974 I don't know what happened but I really started getting into it I, I think what happened is there was a group of people I worked with that we played tennis a lot and 
they started getting into running and we started running together and training and eventually I think it was about 1975 I ran my first 10k race in Lakeland Florida and I was really proud of running that race I ran a uh, I still remember the the time it was a 4521 and when I ran that race I, that was my first race and I decided this will be the slowest I ever run a 10k I'll get faster but I'll never get slower than a 4521 well that that was true until I turned about uh, 65 maybe something like that as you can see I'm old and uh, my time started slowing down but even though my time slowed down it I enjoy running so much that it doesn't matter anymore how fast or slow I run. I just uh, do it. Got some police here in the road. I wonder what this is about. I'll turn off my uh, recorder until I get through this roadblock, okay? Well, I don't know what that roadblock was for, but got through it. I, maybe they're putting up power poles because I see a bunch of trucks down here. Anyway, that screwed up my train of thought. Where was I? Uh, slowing down, right? I was slowing down because I'm getting older. And I still enjoy running, and I still enjoy running in races, even though I run slower. But that's what age group racing is all about, right? Everybody slows down. Everybody changes age groups. So I still have a good time when I go to races. And... You just can't look at your old PRs and expect that sort of uh, result when you get older. So, I'm to put it in perspective, my fastest 10K ended up being a 39.01, and last year I ran Peachtree in a 58.30, okay? So, that's, that's it. And I'm training again for Peachtree right now, which will be my, I don't know if it's my 35th or 36th. I lose track. Anyway, so what it boils down to is I'm an old codger now, but I still enjoy running. And I really hope that you'll listen to my podcast and uh, enjoy listening to it. Even though I have a monotone voice that will put you to sleep, I occasionally have my daughter Laura on with me. And uh, as you can see, I just played a recording. She left me this last week. So uh, having her on with me every once in a while helps the podcast some. And uh, we'll be talking about training we'll be talking about just what we're doing um, when we're running there is no real format to the podcast like some of the really organized and professional type podcasts I'm not in that category and I never have pretended to be I've gone through spells of trying to get organized uh, you know like uh reading excerpts from George Sheehan's books and doing some training things and 
all that, and I basically use Jeff Galloway's philosophy on uh, training and running now. Uh, when I was younger, of course, I had no clue th- about his training philosophy, and I did a lot of serious training using Roy Benson's uh, method, his effort-based training, and I do Galloway now, uh, mainly because the races that I do, uh, I've been kind of heading towards half marathons more and more. And with a half marathon, you know, you can run, walk, and still have what what you would consider a really good experience in a half marathon. So that's what I've been doing. I moved to Atlanta in January of 1978. But previous to moving to Atlanta... I uh, ran a couple of, in my way of thinking, to me, there were significant races. Uh, I ran a 10-mile race down in Orlando at the University of Central Florida, which at the time was uh, Florida Technological University. The name got changed, I think, in 1978, maybe, 79, 80, in that period of time, after I'd graduated anyway. And uh, I ran a 10-miler there, came in third my age group, ran 73 minutes, and was really impressed with myself because uh, I, some of the guys I had worked with that I ran with during our training days when I would run with them, I was always huffing and puffing trying to keep up with them. I was like a nine-minute training guy. I'd run nine-minute pace, and they'd be running eight eight thirty and I just you know I could keep up with them if I wanted to but I just was comfortable at nine but when we ran that 10 mile race I ran it in 73 minutes and uh, the one individual I remember running with a lot ran it in 80 minutes and he could not figure out how I could run so much faster when in training, I didn't run that fast. And I think at the time, I just told him, well, I run how I feel in training, and in a race, I race. And I think what he did is he ran at his, what he had considered his fastest pace all the time, and in a race, he just didn't have another gear. He just ran the same pace. So does that make any sense? You'll hear me say that quite a lot when I'm talking to you. But anyway, I did that race, and I thought felt that was significant. Then uh, later on, or maybe before, because that was a long time ago, I did uh, what was then called the Tangerine Bowl Half Marathon. It was my first half marathon, and I ran it in 141. And that race, I think, was the first half marathon in Orlando, and George Sheehan came to that race, and uh, I met him at a Orlando Runners Club uh, party at the president's house. Uh, I think it was the night before the race, or maybe two nights before the race. But anyway, he was a very quiet person, uh, but interesting. And that race was significant to me also. 
And then, of course, when I moved to Atlanta in 78, all you ever heard up here was Peachtree Road Race. That was like it, running Peachtree. So I ran my first Peachtree in 1978, and I, to tell you the truth, have no clue what my time was. I know at that period of time, uh, my 10K races were in the 44-minute range. They were faster than 45, but they were not faster than 43. They were like maybe a high 43, mid 44 for a 10K. So that may have been what I ran. And I ran every race since 1978, but one race. The 20th anniversary, I think it was the 20th anniversary race, closed out in eight days. And it was the first one to ever do that. It could have been the 25th anniversary. But anyway, whichever one it was, it closed out in eight days. And it had never done that before. And I had sent my race application in like the ninth day so I got a letter back saying too bad race is closed out so I didn't get to run that race but every race before that race and since that race I've run since 1978 and I think my best peach tree is about a 41 I never did train for peach tree being a summer race this year which may be my 36th peach tree, will be the first time that I've ever trained specifically for peach tree out of all those years. Previously, I just ran. I'd go to running camp in the summer sometime in June and come back, and maybe you could consider that training for peach tree, but it really wasn't. And uh, so this year is going to be my first peach tree and that I trained for specifically. And, oh, by the way, I've registered for the Atlanta 13.1 half marathon in October. I sent in my registration uh, last week because the price goes up, I think, uh, day after tomorrow. It goes from 60 to $75 to enter. So I figured I better get my entry in, save myself 15 bucks. So after Peachtree's over, then I'll have another race to train for. And I have found that if I do have a race to train for, I have a set training schedule that I am so much happier running. I feel like I've got a goal to shoot for, whether it's, you know, whether I'm just having that training plan and having a particular type workout that I need to be doing inspires me to to run. Like yesterday was my uh, Magic Mile run for the second week of this training cycle. And it was just when I went to run, it was like I had a goal and this is what I needed to do. And I did it. And I and and I felt so much better doing it that way than just going out and slogging around for 45 minutes. So I I have to have a race that I'm shooting for. I mean, a goal race. There are plenty of races that I run that are just like a couple of weeks ago when I ran that trail race. That wasn't a goal race. That wasn't a race I was aiming for. It's just a race that came up and I 
signed up for it. So, anyway, I better uh, quit recording here for a little bit because I'm sitting in the parking lot at my chiropractor. I've got an appointment at 11.45, and it's 11.43, so i got to be heading in the door. So I'll get back to you in a little while and record some more, okay? See you. Bye. I'm back again. I just got out of my chiropractor visit. He uh, worked on my back and my uh, lower left hip area again. I think I'm getting better. I know I can run without pain. I mean, there was a time when I suffered when I was running, but I'm doing fine now. So I got an appointment in another two weeks. Okay, where were we before I cut the mic off to go to my appointment? Uh, running peach tree, that sort of thing. I'm really not sure where. I I know that when I moved to Atlanta and I got into... Uh, Running up here, I tried to get involved in different things. It was a group called the Northeast Striders that uh, lived in Tucker, Georgia at the time, up near North Lake Mall, if any of you are in this area or familiar with the Atlanta area, that uh, met out of, uh, there was a Pheidippides II in a little shopping center behind North Lake Mall, I think the person that ran it was Chris Shopley. Might have been his name. I think he became the uh, ASICS rep after that. But anyway, had a club called Northeast Striders, and one of the persons that was in that club, or at least ran in the races, if he wasn't in the club, was Benji Durden. You might have heard of him. He uh, was a very good runner from the Atlanta area at the time. He'd run at the University of Georgia, and he qualified for the Olympic marathon in 1980, which got boycotted by the U.S. because Jimmy Carter didn't want us to uh, be going to Moscow, I guess. So Benji got cut out of doing that. And I've mentioned him in previous podcasts running on the trail out at Stone Mountain. And uh, then Jeff Galloway had an Atlanta Running Center, was the name of an organization that had that he, I think, ran out of Pheidippides down at Ainsley Mall. And uh, the original purpose of the Atlanta Running Center, I think, was to build a running community. When I say a community, I mean like where people live that has trails and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I don't know whatever happened to that idea. It kind of disappeared, I guess. But during that period of time, Arthur Lydiard came to Atlanta, and there was a reception for him at Pheidippides and Ainsley Mall, and I was invited being a member of the Atlanta Running Center. So I did get to meet Arthur Lydiard, which was quite an honor and he signed a book for me. That's some of my background. That's basically where I started out with this podcast, right, was some of my background. And I spent many summers at Roy Benson's running camps. The first uh, ones I went to were 
up in Brevard, North Carolina at Brevard College, and they were called uh, Florida Distance Running Camps because Roy was, at that time, I think, out of Gainesville, Florida. And then later on, he moved his running camps to Asheville, to University of North Carolina Asheville campus, and it was just called the Smoky Mountains Running Camp. But I went to quite a few of those running camps, and I really did enjoy them. I think after I got injured one year, I quit going, and I just never went back. I don't know why, but I'd really like to go to a running camp again. Just to just the week of being immersed in the whole thing, you know, uh, going to little classes or seminars every day, running a couple of times a day with a group. And the groups are always set up where you're kind of running in your own pace group or they do out and back runs. So And they'll say run out for a half hour and then turn around. That way, regardless of your pace, everybody uh, ends up at the finish at the same time. And, of course, all those runs were on trails. And that's where I got into trail running and, uh, of course, you know the name of my podcast is Lost Trail Runner 2 right now. And my handle is Lost Trail Runner. And it's because of running on those trails and liking to run around Stone Mountain on the trails and everything that I came up with that name. It doesn't mean, basically, that I'm a hardcore trail runner. I'm not a ultra runner or any of that i do run in like Xterra trail races and i do run in the dirty spokes around here dirty spokes trail races but as far as the big ultras or any of those i have never run one of those and i just really have never had a desire to run one of those for some reason but i do love running trails but i'm not exclusively a trail runner i run on the pavement quite a lot and always have So if you are looking for a podcast that's strictly about trail running, uh, my podcast isn't the one. I'm basically an unstructured podcast about anything that comes to my mind. And quite frequently, I'll be running on the trail out at Stone Mountain while I'm podcasting. I might be in my car podcasting. I might be talking my daughter podcasting. Sometimes I'll try to get one of my friends. Um, That's something that I could do more of is maybe interview some of the people that I do know and run with and uh, get them on my podcast for their insight into what we're doing. So uh, that's a little bit about me. I would really love it if you guys would call in either on uh, Skype. I'd my handle on Skype is Lost Trail Runner, and I do have a recorder on there. So if you do call in on Skype, you can leave a voicemail message, just like you can on a regular telephone. And you can send me emails on my email, uh, which is losttrailrunner at gmail.com. And I'm on Twitter. You can post uh, messages on Twitter to me about my podcast if you want. And of course, I'm Lost Trail Runner on podcast. I mean, on podcast. On Twitter, I'm Lost Trail Runner. And, of course, I do have a blog. 
uh, Lost Trail Runner at blogspot.com. I have another podcast called Ron's Update slash Lost Trail Runner, which is just a short, usually less than 10 minute long podcast that's just kind of a whatever I'm in the mood to say. Basically, it usually just covers some of what I've done for the week type thing. And uh, most of those podcasts are on my Lost Trail Runner blog. blog. I, I put them in iPadio, and they go automatically to my blog and to Posterous or Posterous. And I have a WordPress blog that they go to also called Lost Trail Runner. So, or you can subscribe if you go if you go to losttrailrunner.blogspot.com on the right hand side there are buttons where you can subscribe to either one of my podcasts uh, the Lost Trail Runner Two or Ron's Update. Plus, I have uh, players there where you can just click on them and listen to uh, e- either podcast. But I would love to have some feedback. And if you do subscribe to the Lost Trail Runner 2 and iTunes, if you would go ahead and uh, give it a rating uh, on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it because I have no ratings whatsoever for Lost Trail Runner 2 since it's a new podcast. This is just the second episode. Uh, This... uh, is you can, if you go to Lost Trail Runner 2, you'll see that <clears throat> there are episodes prior to number one and number two. Those are from my original podcast, Lost Trail Runner, and uh, I just brought some of those over to my Podbean account and put them in there. So if you want to listen to some of the older ones, you can. And if you're interested in listening to some of my first podcasts, which are even worse than this one, <clears throat> you can go on uh, my website, www.losttrailrunner.com, to my archive, and you can listen to uh, any of my old podcasts there. Some of them are pretty pitiful. Even worse than this one. You may wonder how anything can be worse than this one, right? But no. Some of them are worse than this one. But if you like this podcast, which I hope you do, please continue listening and subscribe to it however you want to. On FeedBurner, on uh, Podbean, I guess, or iTunes, anywhere else you want to uh, subscribe. So... I guess that's it for now. I'm sitting in my car out here outside the chiropractor's office talking to you, and uh, I need to get moving. So I'll cut it for now, and I think today's going to be a bike trainer workout. I may get outside and do some running. We'll see. Anyway, I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. As you can tell in that uh, version of my podcast there, a lot of the stuff that I mentioned is obsolete. Like I don't use Skype anymore, and I don't use Blogspot anymore, but I do use WordPress, and I also do have my Lost Trail Runner website, losttrailrunner.com. 
Uh, I also, in this particular episode, moved my daughter's recording to the end of the podcast, so that'll be coming up next. Uh, She called in and uh, left a message, and I'll put that on next, and then that'll be the end, so I'll see you later. To open episode two, I'm going to play a call-in from my daughter, Laura. I haven't been training much with her lately, so she called in to give me an update on what she's been doing. So here she is. Okay, here's my first attempt at leaving a message on my uh, training routine. Actually, since running the Disney half marathon, I have been changing up my routine a little bit, which I need to start incorporating a little bit more running since training for the half the disney half we were getting up there in mileage and i was only doing boot camp two days a week and now i have actually in i'm trying to run three days a week do boot camp two days a week and i do a spin class one day a week now that I'm not going to Dave Ramsey anymore on Wednesdays. I'm going to, my plan is to do a five mile run on Wednesdays, a two or three mile run on Fridays, and then another five mile or more run on Saturday or Sunday, and then um, continue my boot camp. And I really enjoy the spin class so I'm hoping that that gives me some extra endurance to help my running I really don't I'm not a big cyclist I I don't like running I mean riding my bike out there's too much traffic and people are just not nice to cyclists unless you're way out in the country and you don't have to deal with a lot of traffic but where I am it's just um, not So I really enjoy doing the cycling. And what she's started us doing is there are several of the ladies that are training for a triathlon and their first triathlon. So what she started doing is incorporating a run to help the ones that are training transition from the bike to a run. So I've been doing a little bit of that. Well, actually, since she started doing it, I've been doing it every time. But um, it is a big transition to go from a bike to a run the first quarter to half mile your legs feel absolutely like jello so today I actually ran with a lady who was dreading the run and I I'm one of the slowest ones and I probably I mean I felt like I was a runner and all these ladies are take off and go but today there was a lady there that is not a big runner and so we ran part of the way together and then I took off from her but I just think just doing that and doing the transition will help me in my running so um, my plan is my next race that I'm training for is Peachtree so I need to get on another schedule with the three days of um, running which is what Galloway usually has is the three at least three days of running And then with the other things that I'm doing, hopefully it'll make me a stronger runner. Let's see what else. And I've done two different types of spin classes. One is 
I don't know what you would call it, but it's about 45 minutes, and you actually do like you're racing. So you do a lot of, like you're going uphill, so you really put the resistance on and you really push it and you go faster like you're racing somebody. And, you know, it's about a 45-minute, and that's the one with the run. And then last week I did one that they actually call an endurance, and it's an hour and you don't really, you don't ever get out of the saddle. You stay in the saddle for the whole 45 minutes, and you kind of judge your, uh, I guess it's called cadence is what they call it, how many times your leg goes around. And you keep your heart rate at a fat-burning rate the whole time. So you, you're at a heart rate where you can talk, but you're, in that fat burning zone and i i enjoyed that because it was you know it was not super hard because like on on fridays i mean you're pushing it and you're it almost kills you but this one was more more relaxed but you're still staying in that zone where you can talk to somebody so um and I hope you can make something out of everything that I just rambled on. So anyway, I'll just talk to you later. Bye. Well, that's the end of the podcast for today. And hopefully in the future I can be more consistent and maybe put out some new content. Uh, this podcast can now be listened to on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spreaker, and I might be forgetting a few others. But anyway, you can you can uh, subscribe on any of those particular places to listen to this podcast. And uh, hopefully you will. So until next time, have good time running. And as I always say, just keep moving. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We'll be here next time. Keep the emails coming in and be sure to subscribe.